Ayan, good morning, everybody. A six-year-old child and her mother were visiting one of those huge uh, Gothic cathedrals in France. And after a while, the girl, a small girl, she was drawn toward the center aisle and to an array of colors that she could see there, like red, beautiful red, uh, blue, green, etc. So she spent quite a bit of time sort of amazed by these beautiful colors and she was trying to figure out the, the shapes that were emerging. Anyway, after a period of time, her eyes were drawn away from the, the floor toward, uh, she began to look up at the windows. And she said to her mother, she says, mother, she says, uh, who are those people, who are those people up there? And the mother said in reply, she says, I don't have the faintest idea. So then they proceeded up the aisle and it was obvious that the child wasn't pleased, wasn't happy with that response. So after a while, she said, she pulled at her mother's uh, outer garment and she said to her mother, she says, I know who those people are. And the mother says, you do? Yes, she says. She says, those are the ones who allowed the light to flow through them. So we gather today to celebrate the Feast of All Saints. Uh, we remember those men and women um, who, uh, my, mighty men and women, uh, who are marked with the sign of the cross. Uh, we remember those, in a sense, who allowed the light of Christ to shine through them. We remember those who uh, decided that life wasn't about them, but ultimately it was about Christ. These are the men and women that we heard about in the first reading today. That great multitude, which no one could, no could number, from every tongue and every place of the world who were dressed in white robes, holding a palm branch in their hand, standing before the throne and the Lamb. Who are those people? Well, obviously, a variety of people. There were those who surrendered their lives, uh, those who were washed in the blood of the Lamb, those who surrendered their lives for the sake of Christ and the gospel. There were those who traveled all over the world to distant areas in order to reveal the message of Christ to others. There were their teachers, they are preachers, they are popes, bishops, and ordinary lay people. There are those who were little children who embraced the message. There were those who um, uh, were ordinary, very ordinary people, lived very ordinary lives, 
and took care of their family in very significant ways. And also there were those, of course, uh, who continued individuals who made Christ central in their lives. So as we gather on this day, we gather to uh, remember them. We gather to celebrate their lives. We gather to thank them and also to ask their intercession on our behalf. But as we ponder their existence in heaven at this point in time, I think it's important for us to remember that the Feast of All Saints is not just about those who are already in heaven. The Feast of All Saints is our feast as well. In other words, where they have gone, we hope to follow. Whether we believe it or not, all of us are called to be saints. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, it says a little statement where Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We're all called, we're all called to a life of perfection. So as we sit here and as we hear those words today, you might want to say, well, what does that demand of me? Well, first of all, in the gospel today, you're given the Beatitudes. And anybody who, who can seriously live the Beatitudes in their lives is certainly moving in the right direction. Starting, of course, with uh, being poor in spirit and going from there. But somehow I'm of the opinion that uh, just by doing that, we may not necessarily make it all the way. I think there was Martin Luther, some of those individuals many years ago who said that the human mind is a factory busy making idols. So the bottom line is we all need idols. We all need people to imitate. So I suggest, you know, along with your efforts to live the Beatitudes, it's important to, in a sense, select that one saint uh, whom, you, whom you know and love. Learn to follow their example. But somehow even that isn't enough for some people because you say, well, it was very different. They lived at a very different time. What we need is contemporary saints, living your dead. We need people who are living holy lives in the present, and we attempt to model our lives on theirs. And I think about that possibility, and I think about myself. I would have to say that I'm blessed that there are several individuals who, uh, because of the quality of their lives, I think witness to Christ for me. But lately, the person that has been sort of, uh, I've been thinking about quite a bit, he's one of those people that, in a sense, touched my life. He was my second pastor, and I was only with him for about 11 months. Uh, and this was in the mid-70s in Daytona Beach. Uh, this individual, uh, his name was Father Hugh. Father Hugh is a huge man 
In fact, a lot of people referred to him as Father Huge. He was 6'3 or 4, but he wasn't just tall, it went in every, in every direction. But he was the type of individual who was rather clutzy uh, and, and awkward. And with the Yard de Paris life, you know, in retrospect, looking back, one would have to say that he was a hopeless, a hopeless administrator. Also, as far as preaching was concerned, uh, he, didn't, he didn't shine there either. In any one sermon, there would be about four sermons. So it was sort of challenging. It was challenging to listen to him. So in some ways, he could be a very frustrating individual. But like, what attracted me to him, two things in particular. One, his love for the poor. The poor was his everything. And because of that, there was a sort of a steady stream of people who came to the door looking for help. He never refused anybody. He was there for anybody and all. Besides that side of his life, the other thing that impressed me was his love for those who are sick, uh, the homebound and those close to death. That parish was very different from my first parish. My first parish was all young professionals. They parish in the Tonda Beach, a lot of elderly people. So like in the first Friday, each of us had about 40 calls to make. And this man, I remember, on one particular occasion, uh, he, was, he was not feeling well. He went to the doctor. His leg, his, one of his legs was just swollen. And he came back to the doctor, and the doctor said to him, you need to get off your feet because you have phlebitis. And he said to me, he says, well, he says, I need to do that. But he says, I have to take care of my people. So he spent one whole day, one whole first Friday, visiting those 40 people. Two days later, he had, he had a heart attack. He spent a couple of weeks in the hospital. He arrived home about five days before Christmas. His heart attack was fairly serious, so the doctor says, you need to rest. You need to stay in bed for a while. The day after, the day after I went looking for him in the morning, he wasn't in his room. I found, I found him in the church here in Confessions. I said, what, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in bed. And he says, I didn't want you, meaning me, to be overburdened with Confessions. And also, d during the rest of the Christmas uh, season, even though he was supposed to be resting, he was tried to be involved all the way. Two weeks after Christmas, uh, he had a stroke, and the day after the stroke, he actually died. He was 55 years of age at that point in time. I had the honor of cleaning out his room. He had about $10 in his possession, total, altogether. He had a couple of pairs of shoes, a couple of pairs of shirts and socks, and that was it. That was the story of Huey. As I say, in some ways, a very frustrating individual, but in another way, a very saintly person. So I think of him on this day, and I invite you to think about that person or persons in your life that uh, perhaps are living saintly lives. And hopefully, we can 
together we can continue to model our lives on theirs so that we also can allow the light of Christ to shine brightly in our hearts. Amen.